Good morning. Hey, Seattle. As always, it's your girls, Jasmine and Shantae. Welcome to another Thursday morning and another episode of The Way with Jazz and Tay. We'll be bringing you lots of laughs and class to get you ready for the day and the weekend ahead. Will it be the way or not the way? Find out and join the conversation. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. Welcome to The Way with Jazz and Tay. It is your girl, Jazz and Shantae. Happy Thursday morning, you guys. It's another gray Thursday in Seattle. I was say, super sunny day. <laughs> Not. Hey, it's on the it's on the outs by the end of today, and it's going to be a great Fourth of July weekend, girls. Think optimistically, okay? You're right. I just want to right. know why it always has to do that. Because that's why we do things fun. here. It's weird because the other day it started off like this too, and then we ended up having a beautiful afternoon. See. Yeah, I mean, it's done that every day since I've gotten back from New York. Yeah, and welcome back, too, by the way. Yes, actually. So talking about New York, Shantae, do you want to give us a recap of what your last week was like? Um, It was really chill. I mean, I feel like I've had everybody ask me what my last week was like, (laughs) and it wasn't wasn't like a typical New York trip, but um, I was able to... um, you know, walk around a lot. We went to the Brooklyn Bridge Park on Friday. We went to Central Park on Wednesday. And we did a lot of like outdoor stuff, just hanging out. Um, They were in phase two, so I was able to go to a couple of restaurants. So cool. But outside of that, we didn't really do much of anything. It was basically me going to quarantine in New York. But (laughs) the weather was nice all week. It was like 86 every day. Oh, that is The sun was up before I was up. That's because you're still on the West Coast time. Right. Right. I mean, that's (laughs) true, right? You're still, yeah. I mean, ish. Well, I was getting up at like 6 a.m. over there and it would, and the sun was already up. Like there'd be days I'd get up and it would already be 80. And I'm like, oh my God. Like you're out camping and you're stuck in your tent. It's too early. It's too early. It's too early. You can already tell. Gonna be a scorcher. Right. Yes, but it was a lot of fun. It kind of got me back on my whole, like, I'm ready to move again. I just don't know where. Um, I've always been thinking about that for at least, like, the past five to six years. (laughs) As soon as I moved to Seattle, I was thinking about getting out. (laughs) Basically, ever since I graduated college, I've been like, so, yeah. Um, That was my week in New York. Um, Unfortunately, while I was out there, I actually got really bad news um my one of my uncles passed away it wasn't related to coronavirus or anything but um i had i haven't been to atlanta in probably three years and so i i had planned to go in may for my little brother's birthday and it got canceled due to coronavirus so i didn't go and um i'm just really like upset and disappointed that i wasn't able to go because i would have seen my uncle before he passed um but i brought all of that up because again that's got me also ready to move that's just the more backing um i just don't get to go home as often as i would like and it feels like right now we're all really isolated and i'm like okay um anything can happen yeah and it and it really really um it's sad so yeah, I've got the travel bug and I've got the moving bug as well. Um, Jasmine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I've not really had a very eventful uh, week. I posted a first one of my first videos to this YouTube channel I'm trying to start. Um, so that was exciting. I've gotten more subscribers already. So that was 
I just wasn't really expecting that. So that kind of got me excited. So I'm ready to kind of start pushing out more like content. Um, and then work, work has been driving me crazy. Um, my role's changing. I'm exhausted. I just, I need, something's got to give here. So yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting how in like Corona time, it's like, it's very nice to have a job, but it's also a lot different than, you know, your normal job would be. So oh, yeah. it feels like you're doing so much more. Um, and it's like, not that you're not grateful. Cause I, I'm sorry. I say all of this to say, I feel the same <laughs> way a bit. Like work isn't crazy, but like, there's no, um, um, there's work, you know, and it's not going to stop anytime right. soon. So like there is work to be done and it's super weird to see that in this time of, um, in the, in lockdown and in the time of Corona, because so many people are losing their jobs and they're, and they don't. Right. And that's what like I'm seeing too, is that, is that like a lot of people lost their jobs right at the beginning of this, but a lot of people have been like slowly losing them as like companies are slowly starting to like feel the, the brevity and adjust. Of, yeah. Adjust to their, yeah. Their yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like every, everyone is going everyone is essentially going through this and yeah. same like you said i'm very grateful that i have a company that wants to work with me and wants to keep me and all of that stuff you know but it's just so different than the job that i signed up for and i'm just like ah <laughs> yeah um outside of our weekly recaps i really quickly wanted to update everyone on sunday we will be recording a live um, special episode called fine wine with our friend marina in those episodes we bring different females from different industries and talk to them about their experience and get their perspective and just foster a deeper conversation um and so that'll be Sunday and we will be talking to three models. So we'll be discussing the modeling industry and body modification mm -hmm. specifically. Um, Y'all be so working the catwalk that. too? I wish. I know. I've walked, I've walked a couple. You I've walked have? Into, I've walked in two shows. Yes. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. Right on. She's, an, she's an actual model. Stop so it. we'll have we'll stop you like me this okay, whole really thing. Quick. Actually, all of us have done some form of modeling. So all six of us technically have a bit of experience in, yeah. in it but, right on uh, and then also saturday is independence day Woo! Yeah! america america <laughs> if i'm not fat and happy by the end of the day then i'm yeah i don't really care i mean normally i would care about the fireworks because i want to see the lake union fireworks show like that is always kind of like the highlight of my fourth of july Ooh. um about like the local fireworks that people be putting off if anything it's annoying last year i spent my first fourth of july here in this neighborhood and um they were going all yeah. night uh, yeah, yeah. All night. I woke up and I was like, is somebody setting up fireworks out front of our house? And like, I walk outside and And literally, exactly yes. <laughs> literally, yes. <laughs> we don't even have a yard. Uh, like they were just on the street in front of our houses. Nice. That's gonna be this, me this year. Oh, that's my only. I think everyone's doing that this year. I mean, I've been invited to a couple little barbecues because a lot of the public, um, you know, features aren't gonna be going on right now. They're you know canceled. A lot of events. I feel like, 
are they still doing the Lake Union show? Because no. that doesn't make any sense because that's televised anyways. Y'all could just put on the show for but the cameras and let us watch it from home. The point is, is to eliminate the travel and this. it's to stick to the stay at home and to make it safer for everyone else during the phases. So... If they say, oh, yeah, let's still do the event, so many people will flock. People are still going to go. Yep. You know what they should do? They should just surprise us. Like, don't tell anybody, but still do it. That That would be a bad idea. That way people don't really have time to do it, and it still happens. City of Seattle, you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Although this social modern day and age, it's going to leak out. I mean, yeah, that's true. Nobody knows how to zip their lips anymore. No, not at all. They're like, shh, don't tell anybody. Well, you just did. (laughs) Right. We're going to have our own uh, fireworks show outside of our house because I'm going to go get my hands on some. You better hurry up. (laughs) No. No, seriously, it's only like a couple days, so they they don't sell. I mean, they sell. You're going to have to drive a little north to the, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Yeah, the reservation's up north for you guys, and then the south end people down Auburn and uh, Muckleteer down that way. Yeah, I was thinking about going south. We could do that, honestly. Road trip. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm All right, so now we are going to jump into our icebreaker, which is a mix of that same history lesson that we did last week. <laughs> it's the sound effects I get it for me. That, that little like, <laughs> like <laughs> what was that? Totally. Alrighty, Jasmine, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, I do, actually. So, funny story, I just realized both of our people have the same first same name. name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm going to include someone that was on the list from last week that I didn't get to highlight that I really did want to. Um, again, I kind of, you know, a lot of these people I either didn't know at all or I just knew their name, but not necessarily in depth of who they, who they were, what their role was in the civil rights movement, etc. Um, so with Ruby Bridges, that is going to be my um, historical figure of this week. Um, Ruby Bridges is a name that everybody knows, and you might not know necessarily what she is known for. Ruby Bridges was the first African-American child to desegregate the all-white William France Elementary School in Louisiana in November of 1960. Hmm. Okay, that was in 1960, which to put into perspective, my mom, my mom, my mother was born in 1952. So my mom was eight at the time that this happened. Okay, these people are still living. Yes. Ruby Bridges is still alive and very well. Absolutely. Yeah. But racism isn't real and in our backyards. Right. (laughs) Um, So Bridges, who was only six at the time, she had to be escorted daily by her parents and U.S. Marshals due to mobs and protests and the threat of violence um, solely because of the fact that people did not want their children to go to school with her Hmm. or they did not believe. Yes. A child. A child. She was six years old. That's the part that always gets me like. I feel like I hear stories about, you know, the yeah. civil rights movement, desegregation and all this stuff. And this one always like made me cry because like she's literally a, a well, kid. So get so to follow that up with. So Ruby, the year that she went to school, she was only one of six African-American children who were allowed to go to these all white schools after passing a test. OK, mm-hmm. so they were tested 
And the test was designed to be exceptionally difficult for children of their age to make it harder for them to get for, Right. So they were trying to essentially prolong the, the desegregation of schools. And yeah, um, Bridges at the time became the only person in her class and she only had one teacher because of the fact that people either stopped sending their kids to that school or they just wouldn't they did not want them in class with her. So that was for the entire first year that she was in school, okay? Now, on a more, let's see, positive note, let's <laughs> let's let's shift gears a little bit. Um, in 1999, Ruby Bridges actually created the Ruby Bridges Foundation and the focus of that is to promote uh, tolerance, respect, and the appreciation of differences, okay? And she started this after she had started volunteering at her old elementary school back in the early 90s, which had then become a predominantly black school or African-American school, okay? Um, also, you guys might also know of this famous painting that uh, Norman Rockwell painted in 1963, and it's titled The Problem We All Live With. And it, it depicted her being walked um, either into the school or out of the school with the U.S. Marshals and whatnot. And it's become so famous. It's a permanent collection now in um, a museum. I can't remember where. But for a period of time, the Obamas actually had it on display in the White House during their presidency. <laughs> during their residency. Because <laughs> 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 they were both presidents, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what I find to be so incredible about that is that um, when I was reading about her, people always said that she never once like whimpered or cried during all of this. You know, she just kept her head held high, mind her, minded her business. And to this day, she still there was a she still preaches that, you know, that the hate that you feel or the, the racism that you have, it's all it's all taught. Nobody is born hating other each other you know nobody is born hating one another so so that's been part of her mission and goal is that she understands that these children and the feelings that they felt were had nothing to do with her had nothing to do with anything that she was doing but everything with what their parents were spewing at them and preaching to them and that's what her mission is is to try to reverse that so that's my ruby bridges yeah she was born in um Let's see, 1954. That was the year that she was born, 1954. And she's still alive and well. That's crazy. Isn't that? <clears throat> um, so for my history lesson, um, I've actually been doing this, and I know I've talked about it in previous episodes. I did a 21-day Black History Boot Camp. And in this one, um, that's being hosted by Girls Trek. And um, essentially, they picked 21 influential African-American women and they told us their stories and then also um, had us do a lot of fact finding within ourselves based around, you know, their um, message or whatever they did in their lives. And the second to last one, so the 20th day, they did Ruby D, who was an actress, a screenwriter, poet, a playwright and a civil rights activist. Um, who was very well known in the 60s. 
She was born in 1922 in Cleveland, Ohio, and lived to be 92 years old, actually. Wow. Which she was actually active up until 2013. So she worked from like 1940 to 2013. Mm. Um, she was married to Ossie Davis, who she also performed alongside up until he passed in 2005. They were married for 57 years. They actually were in an open marriage and of course later changed that but they also had this like very cosmic love at least that's what they said in my 21 day uh <laughs> black history boot camp um and it just seemed like one of those loves that was going to be everlasting and it and it shows in the fact that they were married for 57 years it's yeah like 60 years up until he died right yeah um sorry um, Ossie Davis was also an actor and a civil rights activist and actually their entire family. Um, there are photos of their entire family. They would take their kids to protest with them. Um, and they protested during Nam or Vietnam War, the Vietnam War. And they also protested um, the Iraq War as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, some movies that you may know Ruby D from uh, her very first or her probably her most well-known role was uh, playing Ruth Younger in Raisin in the Sun. She played in the television, ver she played in the movie version and in the onstage version, mm. version as well. Oh, okay. Wow. In the 60s. She was in Roots in 1979. Um, she was in a Stephen King movie called The Stand in 94. She voiced hey. the grandmother, Alice the Great, in the cartoon Little Bill that was on Nickelodeon. Oh, I didn't know that. From 99 to 04. Wow. Oh. She was in American Gangster with Denzel Washington in 04. Uh, she was in the Jackie Robinson story in 51. And Their Eyes Were Watching God in 2005 with Halle Berry. So those are just some that I know of, but wow. she was in a lot more. What's crazy is that I'm familiar with so much of these. So many of these. And yet I don't think I can really place her face. And, and I'm sure if you looked at her picture or anything, because I know her name. But when I looked at her picture, I was like, I can't place her either. But she's in so much that I know I know who she is. Yeah. Oh, I had to look it up too. I know who she is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. These movies, I'd be like, ah, of and, course and, that's who it is. And there's, Bless her. Yeah, and there's like plenty of actors, including her, that like just make little cameos, but like they have a long history. Like they're grinders. Yes. They're like grinders in yes. movies or producers or, and this yes. is. I know who she is, and it's like it's very similar to what you sh uh, said, Shantae. As far as like, you don't really you can place her. She's in a lot of, but she kind of just fills in. It's kind of a cons yes. consistent job, you know. That's cool. Um, so some like awards that. and accolades. So for her um, acting, she was nominated for the Academy Award in 07 for Best Supporting Actress Sweet. in American Gangster. Hey, she actually won the Screen Actors Guild Award, Female Actor. Uh, Sorry, she the Screen Actors Guild Award for Female Actor in a Supporting Role. She won a Grammy, an Emmy, an Obie, and a Drama Desk Award. Jeez. She also <laughs> had a National Medal of Arts um, given to her by the Kennedy Center on, whoa, it's a long name, but <laughs> she, basically she's decorated uh, for her <laughs> acting. And then on the activism side, she actually emceed for the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom in 1963 and was wow. good friends with Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. Bless. And Ossie Davis actually gave the eulogy at Malcolm X's funeral. So Do you know who Ossie Davis is, though? No. So that's just, her husband, of course. 
He but was yes. also in Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. He was the old gentleman on the oh. street corner trying to holler up to the lady up in the window. Interesting. You guys got to go back. I know, right? But he was no, the one. I right, know. We're like, going to have to go, go Oh, yeah. No, he's so a big actor, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They performed together. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, they were married for a very long time. Uh, and then lastly, she was also a very um, outside of, you know, emceeing for the March on Washington and, you know, protesting. She was also a member of a ton of organizations that fought for, you know, civil and equal rights. And uh, she's just someone to look up to. Yeah, I was going to say, I see that she's a part of CORE. CORE and, and that was, that was the same one that, uh, what's the name that I talked about last week? Ch- Cheney. Yeah. Um what I will say is I really appreciate that we're doing this because I'm learning so much more Same. about all of these people. And putting so many different things together. Like we talked about Roots last week and how there were so many actors in that. And she she was a part of, of that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just love seeing that the, some of these people are very multifaceted. <laughs> like she was an actress and that's probably what she's best known for. But like there's probably other people who know her better for being a, a civil rights activist. activist. And yeah. You know, um, and I'm sure that the older generation of people older than us know her for both mm-hmm. so i i just really um appreciate that and i hope that you know one day that's me i hope to right? be a person who is very you know i'm a podcaster and a civil rights activist or somebody i don't know i just think it's awesome that she was so she was able to do so much in her lifetime and she was so consistent with it yeah um i wanted to say something about that movie the stand with stephen king mm-hmm. so they remade that this year really and it's actually they said it was somewhat relative or related to like what is going on with like the coronavirus interesting yeah and i was gonna say that's something that we need to watch maybe we should watch the 94 version we should watch the 94 version definitely with ruby d in it look benny is i I have to do some digging here because you don't you don't give me all the stuff for today's show but they were the couple Ossie Davis and Ruby D were the couple together. They were married in the movie too. Like, th- oh, in the hollering, movie, that- yeah. I so the uh, sister. Oh, what's her name again? Uh, mother sister, the one up in the building that he was hollering to. That's Ruby D. That's who that is. Interesting. Oh my god. I was like, I know that that's got to be her. So I was just double checking to make sure I didn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They said that they performed uh, together more multiple while. times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so cool alongside each other see and also can i find a love like that where Aww. we work together that's so beautiful like we've been together for 60 years we don't have to be married today Maybe okay when i turn 30. Shantae's so i learned <laughs> so i learned that it's so to follow up on the stand the premise behind what the stand is it's a post-apocalyptic vi- version or vision of a world decimated by plague and embroiled in an elemental struggle between good and evil. Oh, we're definitely going to have to watch yes. that. So they're bringing it back and they said it's going to be like a mini series, but it's got some people in it that we are familiar with, like James Marsden. Love him. Mm-hmm. Love him. Amber Heard. That was the girl that used to date Johnny Depp that accused him of hitting her. Right. Um, and Alexander Skarsgård, which... I just love that that's, like, how we know her at this point. Well, she was also in Pineapple Express. Yes. But I don't know if a lot of people know that reference. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we lead with that reference. Right, yeah, okay, cool. Is that Terrence Howard? No, there's no... 
That's James Marsden. <laughs> He's just really oh, tan. Yeah, I thought that was it. It was like a really quick flash. Oh, gotcha. Um, and then there's Alexander Skarsgård, which we know him from um, Big Little Lies. He's the Nicole Kidman's uh, husband. Oh, he's also Tarzan. And he's oh. also in uh, True Blood. Oh, okay. See, I don't, that's the only thing I know. He. I know his name, but I don't know much about yeah, like, no, yeah. he's in stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys. So we're going to jump into a quick two to three minute break before we jump into our review of the week. You are listening to The Way with Jazz and Tay. Don't stare at me. The evil eye doesn't work on me. Mother sister, you've been talking about me for 18 years. What have I ever done to you? You are a drunk fool. Besides that, the mayor don't bother nobody. And nobody don't bother the mayor, but you. The mayor just tend to his own business. I love everybody. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now... We're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Hey, Seattle. Tune in to The Way with Jazz and Tay every Thursday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. We'll be bringing you lots of laughs and class to get you ready for the day and the weekend ahead. We have something for everyone. From Song of the Week, where we'll introduce you to local Seattle artists, to the quirky games that we play for that little pick-me-up to get you through your morning commute. Again, that's The Way with Jazz and Tay every Thursday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Way Jazz and Tay and on Twitter at The Way JT. See you guys on Thursday. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to the way with Jazz and Tay. Thank you. I liked that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that was kind of sultry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before the break, we gave you guys a history lesson on Ruby Bridges and Ruby D. Um, both e extraordinary, phenomenal women yes. who have impacted our lives and who we should all go and check out their bodies of work after this and learn a little bit more. Yeah. And now we're going to get into our review of the week. Um, our review of the week is going to be a little bit shorter than normal. Uh, we don't have any more insecure episodes to watch and we're actually looking for shows to watch and review with you guys. So if you guys want to give us some. Are yeah. you guys really bummed though? You sound super bummed. <laughs> 
because <laughs> you don't we, have any more episodes. It was like, they just, oh, they, they, like how do we really explain this? They said it was going to answer questions, <laughs> and it left us with so many unanswered questions. I don't so even know I'm how just, to answer yeah, it was, it's tough. It's tough question to answer. I really wish that we had like five more episodes or maybe two, just a few maybe more. Two. I think two would be cool. Anyway, to just round it out, make it feel like there's a nice little bow. So yeah, give us other show suggestions. We would love to watch with you guys. Um, but we're going to bring it back this week to doing some new music and reviewing some of that. Yes. So our girl, Megan the Stallion. Meg the Stallion, the Houston wow. hottie. Miss Megan the Stallion dropped a song and she sampled Boys in the Hood from NWA, which classic, okay? Um, there was a tidbit of controversy with her sampling that, you know, her, uh, Easy E's family was going at it on the gram, but yeah, let's just talk about, that? they just want money and recognition and that's really it. It's I always mean, been a label controversy with everyone involved there with Easy and then with Dre staying and going and then going to death row and all the other, there's so many levels of like, intric- like intricacies yeah, of yeah. like the music it, and it, who, who owns what and it's the rights, it's silly, it really is. Yeah. And that's really what the argument is about. Yeah. One of the it. sisters okay. was mm-hmm. saying understand why Megan got the rights to sample it, but they can't within the family. Right. And then the other sister was like, well, I don't even know why you're upset because you haven't even been fighting for it. Right. <laughs> I saw the first that. One to yeah. hop on the gram. So theirs was just really like family beef. But I want to say the song is dope. It Anytime is. this beat is used, um, it's going to be like a good song. It's a good beat. And I love that she did a play on uh, Girls in the Hood. And she wrote, like, she she just, the way that she writes the flow really well, the way that she made the chorus work, like, it's this is a great song for the summer. Yeah. Everybody's knees and bottoms are going to be Summer hurting. smash, summer bang. Still a hot girl mm-hmm. summer, even mm-hmm. though Corona's yeah. got us inside. Right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we are literally in the hood at this point. So, like, we've got no choice. Right. She's <laughs> like the, the modern day, a little bit of Easy. Like, Easy was really edgy. In fact, he was extremely edgy for the 90s and his uh, lyricist, you know, and his way of uh, explaining things from his area. She's just as equal. To the range. She calls herself the female bun. No, not bun B. Pimpsey. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So. And I agree. Give her kudos. You know. Just raunchy, man. I mean yes. It. There it is. There's the good word and, for it. Raunchy. And on top of that, you know, she's she's out here collaborating with the queen. Mm-hmm. So that automatically kind of puts her up on a different <laughs> level. Some of these other female rappers already be. Never. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Did you hear that? Sounded like a. Well, dusty, isn't it? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> a little dusty. Love it. <laughs> um, I want to talk about um this new album that CeeLo put out. Um, Mr. CeeLo Green has. Right. Right. I felt the same thing. Jeez. Fall 
Okay, so I'm so good. Yeah, I love. Okay, what I love about CeeLo is that this man is so, so, so. What's the word called? Um, Musically talented. Yeah, he can do like between crazy and between versatile. F U. That that's the word. Literally, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Versatile. Yeah, and his voice. He can he can do this, which is like a nice bellowy kind of warm and fuzzy, yeah. and you know it, he just never ceases to amaze me. Um, this album is solely it's a solo one, so he's not like doing Gnarls Barkley. I don't I haven't heard any features on it, but the entire um, album pretty much sounds kind of like that. It's called CeeLo Green is Thomas Calloway, so that alone will kind of tell you what you're getting. Um, it does not sound like anything that would be put out this decade. It does not at all. It feels like something from The Temptations. Yeah, you know. It, like he channels like the 70s for sure, like that soul, that early soul feeling of just being happy and just like getting rid of all the negativity. Yes. Yeah. Like when you, you know, when you said that, like just being happy, yeah. I'm imagining, so like the opening of that song, I'm imagining just maybe mm-hmm. being like fields, you know, there's a breeze blowing my, my yeah. hair blowing in the wind i'm yeah i'm smiling all that stuff so um i definitely would check it out you know CeeLo, he's he's pretty he's pretty low-key you know you don't hear too much about him he's not really somebody who's going to be out here and in your face all the time but it's definitely worth a listen it put me in a really good mood yeah i was telling shantae the other day i i listened to the entire album and i ended up getting a lot of work done like i listened to it while i was working and I was really focused and I didn't even realize just how good of a mood it had put me in. <laughs> so, so you played it while you're working for the show, while you're prepping for the show, because that's what we need to be doing. Absolutely. Oh, OK, that's a good answer. Right there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I think it's great. And he is. He I mean, he came from the roots way back from the Goody Mob days. Right. And I still have stuff from singles on record that I was in my hip hop days in college. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so he's just yeah, he's somebody who's been he's been around for quite a while too. And again, he can put out all kinds of different bodies of work, yep. and all of them are going to be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Some other honorable mentions, Shantae. Outside of those two, Black yeah. Eyed Peas dropped an album on Juneteenth, and they're Black Eyed Peas without Miss Fergie. It's just the three of them now. Hmm. Well, wasn't that how it was an original? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, she I was added into the band after. 2000. Yeah. On her since uh, Where is the Love? Right. They kind of gave, you know, the Black Eyed Peas that real big push up into the mainstream. But before, they were just like, you know, kind of a standard little hip-hop group that was just kind of making their way through through the original, like, underground roots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, August Alsina also dropped a new album, The Product 3. Um, I'm glad to hear that he's doing well. Yeah. I don't know, y'all. Um, <laughs> outside of him putting out an album, it was like he put out an album and then aired his dirty laundry. Yeah, I saw that. And it's I was just kind of like, oh, yeah. yes, I don't think anybody actually cares. Wasn't it with J- Jada Pinkett Smith? <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. yeah, I was like, really, dude? Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> like <Yeah>. really? <laughs> some of his coattails to get to the top. Yeah, like, that's you pretty. put out an album, probably not doing well, and now you need attention. And here's the thing. Sad. Like, I feel like we haven't heard from him in a while because of his health and everything going on in his family that we would have listened to the album without him letting us you know, know that he was 
having an affair with just Jada. come out and say like hey you know i'm doing well i'm all right my family's good i'm so happy that you guys care because then we'll here's all, an album we're gonna root for you anyway <laughs> yeah we are rooting for you the man's going blind and he's only like 23 and now they're talking about how you know people from their team have said that that's not true and all this stuff so i don't know but yeah dude I don't know. August Alcina was hanging out with them a lot, and I was like, how, where does he fit into the picture? And that makes more <laughs> He's sense. He's friends with Jaden. More. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. Him having an affair with Jada makes more sense than him being friends with Jaden Smith. Oh, oh God. Oh, geez. Oh, God. Outside of that, G Easy mm. also dropped an album. That's that's Jasmine's favorite rapper. I haven't heard any of this. You love him. <laughs> You're going to go listen to it right after this. I am going to because I need to get, like, he has, he always has a few songs that I heavily enjoy. She tries to put him like she doesn't like him. I don't really like him. You do. I think he fits the build on a lot of areas, I think. But I like, Mm -hmm. I like. Shantae knows what I'm talking about. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Keep it going. Black dropped a six piece. On to the next one. Don't deny your feelings on this, Jazz. Don't. You know. Like to teach Jasmine about that because she really doesn't like him, but like I don't know. He looks good. He is a snack, okay? But I don't really think he adds to the music industry. (laughs) Denial. (laughs) Denial. First admit denial. Um yes. Okay, so off G Easy, Black, I always want to call him Six Lag. Black dropped uh, an EP called Six Piece. And um, six songs on it. I'm definitely going to have to check <laughs> that it? out because he always puts out really good really music. Really good, yeah. I really do love his music. I don't know if this one, since it's an EP and it's short, I don't think I saw any features on it. Um, but I've heard a few songs that come up like naturally on my like. A shuffling playlist and stuff mm-hmm. and it's it's a vibe he never ever ceases to, to yeah yeah or maze oh he's got amaze. he's got one feature and it's with Lil baby and it's oh. called know my rights so that's okay yeah well, i feel like that's gonna i be feel like Lil baby is like turning a corner and like becoming a civil right rapper he's yeah he <laughs> had he had put out another song i wish i could remember what it's called but it talks all about that and i sent it to you because i was like girl he's low-key spinning he's you know, I can really appreciate when rappers, um, I feel like rappers, for one, they live a lifestyle before yes. they become rappers, and generally it's, you know, dealing drugs of some sort, and doing illegal activity. And that's not necessarily who they are. are. Right. And what I like is that once they become rappers, or what I like sometimes, because not all rappers do this, right. when they were a drug dealer, they saw the system not working, and then they flip it and they turn it into their music. That to me is powerful. You have firsthand experience. Like Meek Mill is also doing this. Uh, 21 Savage is another good 21 example. Savage as well. After um, Who else? Uh, J. Cole has, has always really done this. Kendrick Lamar has always really done this. Um, Jay-Z. But it's just something in... Um, the game? I don't know. Like you, you literally, huh? Oh, the game. Game. The game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 
you've got this platform and you and and you know you used to be a drug dealer and that's how you got into the rap business and you became famous and whatever but like after you get the money you got to get out of that mindset future i'm talking specifically to you because way too many people in the hood are still listening to your music and we're not drinking since we're since we're talking about calling people (laughs) out um, breathe breathe Rich, that rich boy NBA or whatever that dude that's like NBA 20. young boy yeah the one dude there's one dude that's got he's like 21 and has like six kids and he's out here fighting people and getting people to the one who's the one that Mayweather young boy yeah that's his name yeah yeah just get yourself together sir yeah. never broke again you're gonna be broke again when you end up yeah we're not trying to like shame these people no. having whatever he can have six just kids get but outside of that but yeah like you're no longer in that lifestyle you've got the money you've yeah, got the 20 listening man i know I, right take a breath <laughs> there's a lot going on there <laughs> that's all i'm saying yeah. is just you know you gotta you gotta move smarter than that he's the same as future though future's got a gangle of kids as well and that's what i'm saying and he's not slowing down you've got to move smarter than that and yes <laughs> They, they definitely no do. They have way too many people listening to them. Um, I'm getting on a whole like, I know, rant. Right. <laughs> we could go, this could actually be a hot topic because I would love to talk about J. Cole in this sense, but rappers have a platform. They are reaching people who think that they don't have a lot going for them. And I think that they should really change their message. Uh-huh. But, you know, uh, drugs, partying, and BSLs. <laughs> so we'll keep doing that for the moment, but we're going to need to change it. I love this. I love, okay, I love when you get really passionate about stuff like that because you just start spitting truth. <laughs> I, I just, I just, yeah, like, I feel like little Baby, when he first came out, I wasn't really feeling him. And Same. to see him grow like this yeah. is really, really awesome. Like, I of, love to see it. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um. Next on the list is Snoop Dogg, dropped a black music history. I love Snoop. Uncle Snoop is always winning in my eyes. Who hasn't? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Wale, mm-hmm. Wale drops the music, The Imperfect Storm. Um, I'm a fan of Wale. I do. I, I generally love uh, listening to him and his music. And there's always something that I can get my bottom moving to. It's weird to me because I feel like Wale is really underrated. And like, yes. it's like a thing. Like, people he's, do it for fun. Well, and he says that too. Mm-hmm. He says that too. He's like, y'all sleep on me on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's fun for people to sleep on him, but his music is actually like I saw this thing where they were like, "Oh, Wale's not even in my top 100 or top 10," and I was like, "Dang, y'all!" Yeah, like I was like, I think we talked about that recently when people were doing the <laughs> yeah. Whole top, yeah, yeah, and I was like, I don't see how he's not in like top 10 because he's pretty fire consistently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people just love to hate, you know. Always they hate to see you doing better than them. Well, wouldn't it be like very characteristic to the CeeLo thing? You know, everyone's like, oh, CeeLo's just okay. And then he's on the show and he makes all this like big time stuff. And like, he's not really that good. I'm like, he's still doing it. Right. Like he's still doing it. So. And I'm sure he's doing so much more than what we see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's behind the scenes on a lot of projects. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like that's where it really counts. That's a smarter move right there. Yeah. That's like the dream. Yeah, exactly. And Dr. Dre. Writing and from producing and yeah, mm-hmm. Dr. If Dre, heard, all those guys, yeah. I, that's what I would do. I'd be a songwriter. I wish I could write. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could. There's an algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So before we jump into our hot topic, we're gonna take another really quick two to three minute break. 
Stay tuned. You are listening to The Way with Jazz and Tay. Right now, Doctors Without Borders medical teams are operating in some of the most remote and dangerous corners of the world. When front yards become front lines, when disaster erupts, when disease rages, when communities collapse under crisis, at the crossroads of conflict and epidemic, where there are no hospitals, that's where we operate. We go where conditions are the worst because that's where we're needed most. In nearly 70 countries, we're saving lives threatened by violence, disease, malnutrition, and catastrophic events. Donors are vital to our mission. Your response is critical to our response in places where a few others will go. That's where we operate. Learn more at doctorswithoutborders.org. Hey, Seattle. Tune in to The Way with Jazz and Tay every Thursday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. We'll be bringing you lots of laughs and class to get you ready for the day and the weekend ahead. We have something for everyone. From Song of the Week, where we'll introduce you to local Seattle artists, to the quirky games that we play for that little pick-me-up to get you through your morning commute. Again, that's The Way with Jazz and Tay every Thursday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Way Jazz and Tay and on Twitter at The Way JT. See you guys on Thursday. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional-sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the way with Jazz and Tay. I'm sorry. You're like a musical. We're doing a musical now. You were right there. She was so close. Um, before, Before we had our last break, we briefly talked about some new music, talked about some of the music that we've listened to that we really like. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to check out. Yeah, definitely check out CeeLo Green and definitely check out Meg The Stallion if you haven't Absolutely. already. Absolutely. Let us know what you think. Um, but so for this week's hot topic, we are actually going to do a six month New Year's resolution check in. Bum, bum, bum. Right. Because <laughs> here's the thing, you know, uh, I mean, we really went into this year talking about we're going to stick with it. We're actually going to hold ourselves accountable. And, um, you know, then the pandemic happened. I just want to say life looked different in January. It really it did. No, it absolutely did. And so I figured, you know, this would actually be a really great time to do a check-in and talk about what we've, what we've been able to hold ourselves to. And then also what has been hard for us to do and adjust to because of the pandemic and what can, what can we do now moving forward, knowing that this might be continuing? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Right. <laughs> Um, so let's read. I love this excerpt that you threw in there. Um, an estimated 88 to 92 percent of people fail to keep their New Year's resolutions. Short-term realistic goals can help you stay motivated to keep going. Did we set short-term realistic goals? I feel like um, I definitely set mine up to be like 
short term. So like month by month, there yes. was something to get me to the full goal. Yes. But I don't think the overall goal was short term. Was short term. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I definitely set myself up for failure. And I think it was mainly because I thought I'd be free. And and I I'll talk a little bit more. So I'll start mine off. So um one of my New Year's resolutions was to journal or read daily. And um I've been journaling way more than I used to. Um, I find it extremely therapeutic in this time. So that is something that I'm doing. I'm not doing it daily though. So like I, I count that as a dub because it was something that I wanted to introduce into my life and it's something that I'm actually doing. Mm. Um, and then reading as well. I'm not reading daily, but I'm reading more books than I was prior to setting the goal. Um, I've so actually, that's, hey, that's, that's and that's the same with yeah. journaling. It's like, I'm not doing it daily or one to two hours before bed, but I'm definitely doing everything more than I used to. Hey, that deserves a, <laughs> well done, yeah. well done. Um, I actually, so for my reading, uh, one way that I helped myself to read more is I'm actually writing reviews for this company called the Girly Book Club, and they have chapters, you know, throughout the United States. There's a Seattle chapter and they pick a book each month and then they read it. They've gone virtual since coronavirus, um, but they also look for people who are avid readers and um, they ask them to do reviews. So I've been doing that and I wrote my first review last week and I've started my second book. So I'm on book two, um, which, you know, hey, I could be on book three if I'd really gotten into Vox, but I once I get to the end of my my like New Year's resolution recap, yeah. I'll, I'll let you guys know more of what I'm thinking essentially. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, I'm trying not to give it away, but, um, set up a workout plan. It, it was a fail. Yeah, I didn't do it. <laughs> um, I, I've worked out here and there, but I definitely could be doing a better job. Making it more structured and yeah. having a schedule. I think I need to tell myself that you have to work out. Like that's a non-negotiable. It's like brushing your teeth. Like you have to do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, if I feel like if I frame my mind like that, then I will actually do it. Or like Love if I it. say you have to work out at least three times a week, then like you have to. That's non-negotiable. I always mm -hmm. put right. it in like the frame it for me like uh, like after work, it's like one other uh, class period you had. You know, if you're going to school, right. it's the next. Right. It's the last one. You know, everyone knows the last. You know, you know, class or session of right. the day. It's like open day. Just go do it. Get it done. It only takes thirty <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Thirty to thirty minutes to an hour. That's it. Thirty minutes exactly. Yeah. And that's really it for, for me. It's like, it's 30 minutes. It's just a matter of like figuring out what I'm going to do. Yeah. And stopping and doing it. Um, I signing up for a hobby class didn't do it because COVID-19. Um, there are no classes to take. Yeah. Everything yeah. kind of got pulled back a little however, bit. However, I have been doing a lot of webinars and anything that I see that can help us with the podcast I've been signing up for. So I guess those are hobbies and virtual activities that I have right. been doing. Um, and then my big goal was to um, take the AMA Professional Certified Marketer certifi Certification Exam. I've not even looked at you, looked at it, you guys. <laughs> um, I yeah, like I really need to take the practice exam, see what I need to study up on, and I could still do that. Um, and maybe I will after this week. Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine are. Pretty simple. I I want to start with the easy one. So prioritizing my family now that I've said yes, which I definitely have. 
And, you know, the pandemic has honestly helped contribute to that because we've been forced to kind of like find other ways to stay in touch. Right. So um, that I've actually been doing really well at. Um, now with taking my physical and mental health seriously, um, physical health, definitely not. And that is something that I should like with, with what, and we, and we together can honestly help each other with that. Um, but my mental health, I haven't, I've gotten closer to knowing where I need to start, but I haven't actually taken the jump. So there's no excuse there, but I guess I just have a better understanding now of kind of what I would, what help I might need and, and what resources I might need to research. Um, honing my skills professionally and showing growth. Um, again, the pandemic has really thrown a trend, a wrench in this. I feel like you have though. I don't know. In a different way. Like it's probably not in the way you'd envisioned it, but I feel like you've definitely, um, been kind of like your career path has been kind of that is, that is realigned true. or yeah. redefined. Way to see that one, Shante. Good to see that one. I know, right? I'm hey, like, that's I'm what roommates are for. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for shining a different light on that. Good yeah. job, right there. <laughs> so yeah, at the end of the year, we'll revisit and see what we've done in the next six, in the next six months. I also just want to add one more thing before we do our recap in law and sign off, but we've also been doing a lot more podcast work. So like, that's one thing that, um, wasn't on our goals, yeah. but in the back of our mind, we knew that we needed to do more and we've been doing so much more. Absolutely. And, um, I think that that suffices as us, you know, really holding ourselves accountable yeah. and, you know, getting into this weekly groove and trying to put out great content for you guys. So that's a win. Absolutely. That's absolutely the way. And there's more content coming. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's do a quick recap. Um, both of our last weeks, I would say, were the way. My um, last week was I. Yeah. You know, <laughs> all things considered. Yeah. It was It was interesting. It's like I had New York, but also a passing. And I yeah. was like, that wasn't what I wanted. You had a lot um, to work with. Yeah. yeah. Our icebreaker, history lesson, Ruby D and Ruby Bridges. The way. Definitely the way. And I would love to continue that. Yeah. Our review of the week, new music, Meg Thee Stallion and CeeLo Green. Definitely the way. Hot Girl Summer is always going to be always. the way. And we'll let you know about the rest of the stuff that we mentioned. Yeah, we'll check out a couple of those. I can't give you an honest feedback right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, then our New Year's resolution check-in. I'm going to say, I'm going to say all in all the way. Yeah. Because now we're here. It's back in our mind and it's fresh. We're holding ourselves accountable that way. And we've taken small steps. Let's just round it out for the year. Absolutely. I like it. Six months left. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. We, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Tune in next week. Bye. As always, thank you so much for tuning into The Way. Catch you next week. Same time, same place. Follow us on Instagram at The Way Jazz and Tay and on Twitter at The Way JT. Don't be afraid to DM us if you have any questions or suggestions about the show. Until next time, bye. Peace.